the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All my exes live in Texas. That's just stuck in my head ever since. You're not old enough to have exes. Sure I am. I'm 17. (laughs) This is a real problem, folks. What is? You the you you guys that have daughters like Taylor, like you're me. over there just shaking your head. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's man. Oof. <laughs> what? Why are you looking at me like that? Why do you think? Well, I mean, daughters like mine. Yeah, daughters well, like Taylor. Yeah. The outdoor type. The, you know, you're not afraid to do anything. And Is that a bad thing? No, it's it's. I didn't say it was a bad thing. It's it's just very tiring sometimes. That's all. Oh, oh, excuse me. It is. Excuse me. Congratulations, Hank Cherry. Um, back to back. Back to back classic winners. It was it was a good week in Texas. Oh, it was. We had a we had a ball. Now you and mom. Um, we, we started out last Tuesday, drove out to, um, Stockton Vicksburg, which was a neat, you know, it's just, just, just far enough to not get tired of the road, but get close. Right. Um, luckily there was a McAllister's Deli close to the hotel. It was just a, you know, right there and McAllister's has always got good food. Light food, especially if you're tired of eating out. We were already oh tired of eating out on Tuesday for some reason or another. And I, food was if, an issue you, this trip. If you know me, I... Cookout, something like that. I I love eating like fast food, and that's really not good, but I do. And I never really thought I could get tired of eating out, <laughs> but especially by driving home Sunday and Monday, I was like, somebody. We were me, all like, that way, yeah. Like home, something homemade, a homemade salad, anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think. Did you eat this week? Um, not much. I didn't I can assure you that. <laughs> I was like, I'm living off my oh, hump. <laughs> living gracious. off my camel hump. Anyway, uh, continue. Yes, Vicksburg. Yeah, Vicksburg got up next morning, uh, drove in, uh, drove to Greenwood, Louisiana, which is just on the other side of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. And that's where I jumped in the car with Neil Paul from Visit Anderson. He and I went on into Fort Worth, uh, you and uh, Mom. And this was kind of fun because normally when, when Mom tags along with us, she, I mean, she enjoys this stuff. Don't get me wrong. Debbie, my wife, has supported this show, and she enjoys going and doing with us as much as she can. Uh, most, of, A lot of times she is here with the dog uh, while you and I go. This time I took the dog, actually, to, to Chester and Ken and Joy Fleming, my, my my hunting mentor when I was growing up. They, uh, they raised during short hairs, and they took Sophie in and for the week and said she did absolutely wonderful might have lost a few pounds hanging out with the bird dogs <laughs> and being in the country and i don't know she's, she's kind of back to her old habits already yeah, she's she, laying over here asleep on the floor so whooped yeah. last week. she hasn't moved sophie 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 she might be dead <laughs> sophie 
Oh, there oh, an ear moved. Oh, okay. Oh, we're still no. alive. Oh, oh, yeah. hi. Oh, it was stretch. That's all we get. Um, okay. So it was nice to have, uh, nice to know that it, Sophie was, you know, hanging out with a bunch of good, other good dogs and having fun over in the farm. And um, so y'all went down to uh, Magnolia, Texas, not to the Fixer Upper place. No, not the Fixer Upper yeah, place. Uh, yeah, but you have a friend that lives in Texas. I do, I do, and uh, she just had, recently had hip surgery and. Um, I had already planned on going out there before her surgery was scheduled, and then it made it even better. You know, y'all might think, why would it make it better if she had hip surgery? Because she has been holed up in her house. Right. Um, And she's had some visitors, but I was happy to come. I haven't seen her since December. So that was a fun little trip. You know, it was it was worth the missing everything, like media day. Media and day and all, yeah. But to be. Next, next, year, next year I'll be out there. Don't yeah. Worry. And, uh, and Debbie, my wife. She lived for several years in um, Spring, Texas, which is down just north of Houston. So she got to go, she took you around to all the, the high school haunts and oh, all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, got to hang out with a few friends down there. It's all the place where she almost killed everybody in her driver's ed car. Yeah, I'm heard that story before. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, then while I was doing media day on Thursday and marshalling on Friday, I marshaled with Shane LaHue, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. And we had a good time. I've got, a, I've got pictures I'm working on for him. We both that day, we yeah. Um, and then on Friday evening, y'all drove up. Mm-hmm. We made it uh, there right after weigh-in. Yeah, I came in. Well, no weigh-in was still going in. Oh, you, you got there at six ten. Oh, that's right. Okay. And I got back from the lake at six o'clock. It was an hour and twenty something minutes from Dickey's Arena to Ray Roberts State Park and a boat launch. So it was a haul up there and back. And they were they changed the weigh-in options. They they actually on media day announced. Um, the guy from the head of Texas Parks and Wildlife Fisheries announced they were going to weigh all the fish at the lake like. on Friday and Saturday. And then bring two. And then you could, an angler could choose to bring two back to Dickey's. And that was just an effort to keep those fish from being beat up for an hour and a half on the way in. And to, it was hot. It was hot. It was hot, yeah. 93, 94 uh, was the temperature. You know, real field was 97, 98. Um then Friday was windy. That wind blew 15 to 20. I mean, there were three-foot rollers out there. I know because I was out in it. Uh, skeeter boats ride pretty good. I'll admit that. They, you know, <laughs> Skeeter Yamaha got us around the lake and mostly comfortable. Um, and it was an interesting fishery watch, to watch how they were fishing out there. So that was Friday. Then y'all picked Saturday. me up. By the time I got back to Dickies, y'all showed up. We actually moved up to Denton, Texas, instead of Fort Worth, because there About again, yeah, uh, my wife went to Louisville High School, so she hung out with some of her friends from Louisville on Saturday while you and I went to launch. Launch Saturday and was very interesting. That, if y'all, that storm. If y'all saw wow. either of our social medias, you saw some incredible lightning. The wind rolling across the lake was impressive. Twice. Um, I mean, the wind rolled oh, across yeah. with the first storm. And you had that little backup storm, and it blew, I think, harder than the backup storm than it did in the first one. And, I mean, everybody thought, you know, first one, once it got through, everybody got their trucks. And yeah, started, started launching boats. Yeah, and uh-uh, we got popped back up again. In, and it just, it, what you yeah. say, it kind of went back around. And yeah, kind of redeveloped. <laughs> people were like, um, Going back should to we sleep. be out here? <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of guys were sleeping in their trucks. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we did make the way in. We had to go shoot some. I needed a couple of pictures for Falcon bus boats. So we got to go out. So we got on the water and, and got on Patrick. Saw him catch a couple of fish. My seven-year streak with Brandon, streak Cobb. With Brandon yeah. Cobb is still intact. I had an hour 
it, uh, to go, and we were on Brandon, and we were getting back to the, I had like 10 minutes to go, and he caught like a three-pounder. And at almost the same time, he goes, up, oh, streak's alive. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't, I didn't believe it. Yeah. Then that happened. You know, and he, before you even said it, he he yelled across, yeah. seven-year streak. Seven-year streak. And that's, and that's pretty cool to have that kind of relationship with some of these guys. It's just, we're going to actually go fishing on Greenwood next week. I might crash Brandon, y'all's party. No, you're not going to crash oh, this I'm party. Not, he, hey, he said y'all up for a tournament. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to crush We're going to crush you if you come down there because he knows how to fish it right now. Mm. Uh, and then uh, got up again Sunday morning. We did make part of the way in, but we had to go back for a dinner Friday, uh, Saturday night. Hard eight barbecue, which is really good, good. barbecue. Yep. Uh, there are pictures up there for you to look at on social media. And uh, then Sunday, we uh, went to launch. Uh, came back, packed everything up, went expo. down and spent the expo, which was pretty good expo, considering, you know, we're, this is the first event coming out of COVID for a lot of yep. people. Um, and got to see Hank Parker and some of the other people we always had see. My talk yeah, Hank I had Parker Dander boys boy. talk about boys. And then he, and he tried to set me up with and he tried, And he shows you pictures of his grandson. <laughs> I said, Hank, you're not helping anything here at all. <laughs> And he laughed. Hank, Hank, if you're listening, I, I love you. I promise I do. <laughs> yeah, we like Hank Parker. He's he's uh, he's granddaddy number two. Yep. Uh, and then weigh-in was really exciting. Uh, they did a really good show there in, in Fort Worth at Dickey's Arena. Dave Mercer was amazing as always. Yeah. I have a picture of Mercer spewing his water out, and it looks like his, his head, head is exploding. exploding. It's a really cool one. He's Watch for that one. That. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be joined by Matt Airy, who just finished second at the Classic. He's going to spend probably most of the rest of the show with us. We'll have to see. And uh, but it's going to be a good show. Hope y'all enjoy it. So let's uh, listen to a little bit of music, and y'all hang out. What? That's not the right music. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I hit that button. Oh, well. It's okay, it's a good song. Well, just let it go. I mean, it's a good one. But this is not the end of the show. This is the first segment. So we'll keep it in the background here. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's early for that, isn't it, Taylor? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, this is a good song. You know, I think I think I'm gonna make a big step here, Dad. Yes. I am gonna get to the point where I just don't say anything about your music. Right. Well, that's a good that's a good but, step to make because I'm not gonna change. But that silence should should mean that you need to play. More. The problem is that you sit over there and bounce a little bit with it, so I know you enjoy it. On certain ones. Yes, on certain on ones. All of them. Uh, well, welcome back to the second segment of Woods and Water South Carolina this Saturday. Of course, Taylor's with me. Uh, it. It is the Saturday after the Bassmaster Classic, and um, it was a tough one for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. For a lot of people, it was a really good week, and I reached out to one of those people that had a really good week, and his name is Matt Airy. He's a good friend of ours. In fact, Matt, I was, I, when I was sitting at weigh-in Sunday, I was getting ready because I was like, this is going to be tight, man. And I was going back through pictures trying to find old pictures, and I ran across that picture <laughs> from Washington 2015. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that picture, it... it it definitely lifted my spirits a little bit because uh, as bad, but it lifts my spirits because of the the, the uncomfortable situation you were in that made me laugh about it. But, um, well, I didn't think about that, but I'm glad to help out. Reminiscing about wet crotch. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. You just oh, yeah. 
you got the wet crotch that day. I just remember both of us, when we got the boat started, I lived out of the state park. It, we looked at me and says, man, this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah. storm. It, it, I think it hurts you a lot worse than it did me. <laughs> it probably did. But we've laughed about it so much that it was worth it afterwards. Anyway, I think what I told you, I said, Matt, when you get my age, you have to do something like this every once in a while to feel alive. Yep, I remember that. So, remember yeah. that. And you went and finally spent some money on a good race suit. <laughs> no, actually, uh, AFCO came on board and gave me a race suit. <laughs> there you go, perfect. <laughs> which which well, is even better. Good suit, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I have I have a picture to post too. <laughs> Dad went back through, like when he was finding that old one, and he found one of me and you when I just like. First started getting into the whole bass circuit. 2016, that, that at Hartwell. Was it, was it 2016? Yeah. Oh, you. talk about an awkward picture. <laughs> oh, you have something coming yeah. for you. Yeah, she's yeah. going she's gonna to do a side-by-side with you. Oh, it's Her. ugly. It's so ugly. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. No, I mean, second place, What? It, it, still a great week. Still a great week for you. <clears throat> yeah, it, you know, it was. It's a... Uh, Obviously, we we work our entire, not just careers, but our entire lives to to make the you know the Bassmaster Classic. And when you're there, you just you know you, first time around. And I'm not gonna say the classic. I you know I had been to ten Forest Wood Cups or whatever. And you know when you're, right. when you're at a tournament at that level at that caliber of fishermen, you know at the top tier of our sport. You, the first time you go to one, and I'm gonna date it back to the first Forest Wood Cup I qualified whenever 09 or somewhere around there and, right. and you know it, it's it can be a little overwhelming and uh kind of surreal but uh, literally after that first forest wood cup anytime i ever made a championship at, a, at the tour level again you know i, I just I, I wanted to win and that's all i cared about and that's all you want to do and that's all you dream about and holding that trophy at the end of the week and um you know making history and uh you know you get close and, and you have opportunities but you know you we're still you just you, you got to turn the downs and the ups and and, and keep pushing forward and and uh, overall you know yes second place great week great finish um, but oh we were so close <laughs> we were so close you were so, so uh, close it just makes you want to get back even even more you know it makes you want to make sure you're there from you know from now until the the end of my fishing career I want to be in every classic every year and, and at least have have that chance and have that opportunity sure All right. sure we're going along with the classic theme. As far as you've experienced, what is your best, in your opinion, your best part of the classic, and the worst part of the classic? Well, that's real easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best part of the classic is is having all my family there. You know, all my in laws, my parents were there, my wife, my girls. Um, that's the best part of the classic. Uh, you know, without them, and and I came home, and I don't know if y'all. I think I posted it yesterday evening on Facebook. I I drove into my driveway yesterday afternoon at I don't know like two forty five three o'clock uh, when everybody's supposed to be working, and I get down my driveway and and I get halfway. I got a we got about an eighteen hundred foot gravel drive that gets goes back to our house. It sits way off the road, and I I kind of come over the uh, last little ridge there. And when I do, there's a big giant banner with about fifteen friends oh, and wow. family. Uh, with a bass logo on it saying welcome home and uh back to what i was saying though with with that support team and and like people don't understand 
what that means to a professional angler when we spend so much time away from our families and on the road. And I'm not throwing a pity party. I'm just no, no, trying yeah. to emphasize yeah. how much that means to us because, you know, when you're out there and, and you have a good tournament, great. It's easy to drive home. It's easy to do this, easy to get back to life, whatever. When you have a bad tournament and uh, those people are there to, to pick you up. And, and, and like I said, this was a good tournament, but they knew they knew what it meant to, to – uh, what it means to win something like that. And they sure. knew – you know, where I was at and uh, mentally and emotionally, and it was a long drive home, but, man, that was uh, – there's nothing better. And, and it, you know, I I stopped. I mean, I stopped when I saw it because I was just <laughs> – and I was taken back. And, oh, and, yeah. You know, I said I didn't shed a few tears because that's, uh, you know, that's pretty special. Absolutely. And the worst part would be, fin- <clears throat> would be finishing second. <clears throat> but this one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and we and on this show we don't subscribe to the Ricky Bobby theory of winning and losing. You know, you, you're, <laughs> if, you, if you're not first, you're last. It, no, it doesn't work that way. Sounds it's good, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I think I don't know how many texts I had, but I, I ended up. I, I, I did get back to everybody, and and one of them was a, a local local buddy of mine who fishes these small slate tournaments and. That actual text said exactly what you just said. It said, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, and then he, he hesitated and I was like, uh, thanks. And then he said, uh, he said, man, I'm, he said, you know, I'm messing with you. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. And it was close, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but yeah, it's funny because his first text was like, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I guess, I, we're just going to bounce around a little bit here. It's no secret if anybody watched live. I mean, it's no secret what these guys were using. Uh, Matt, tell us exactly how you were fishing it and what you were fishing. Uh, yeah, a couple primary patterns for me, and and you know, one one thing that I keyed in on most of the event was I stayed close to the main lake, stayed tight to the main lake. You know, it's summertime. Fish fish want to be out. Fish want to be in their summertime patterns. But as as everybody knows, we had high water situation at Ray Roberts, and it had been high for a good week before we got there, which it's always a good thing when it's consistent and it settles and it's stabilized and things like that. And it had done that. And, you know, we even got a little rain right after the unofficial practice ended. Uh, lake came up a few more inches throughout the week. You know, it didn't jump up a whole lot, but the fish were very, very comfortable in that high water at this point when the classic finally started. Um, and, you know, flipping willows, flipping buck brush, you know, a combination of things. But one thing that I had figured out that I was doing a little bit different than some guys was, I was getting up a little bit on some of the flatter stuff and, and frogging it and throwing a frog. So huh. when I flipped the bushes and the willows, um, the flatter stuff was like a, a – it was combinations of different types of grass, like literally like, you know, like little little individual patches of hay grass and little individual right. patches of, of actual different types of yard grasses. You know, I don't know if there was some fescue up there. There was – you know, it was all kinds of different stuff, but it was a good mixture of different grasses and – there weren't that many fish up there, but there was a lot of life up there. There's a lot of minnows up there. Some brim were starting to adjust and kind of slide up into that stuff. You know, there's there's so much oxygen and so much life and freshly flooded vegetation like that that doesn't normally have any water on it. Sure. Um, I think fish just started to kind of slide up a little bit more as the week progressed, and um, I was able to take a frog, and, and I used a poppy style frog when there was a little bit more wind, a little bit more uh, a disturbance on the water, and then I used a, a lunker hunt compact frog, which is a skirted frog, but it's it's a regular pointed nose frog, a little bit okay. more subtle uh, when it was real slick, you know. Okay. And uh, of course, I threw it on a seven and a half foot heavy action loose custom pro rod with a fifty pound P line braid, TCB braid, and a, a loose titanium reel, uh, seven to one gear ratio. And then the, my jig was actually 
I was flipping a tungsten jig, a half ounce tungsten. It was a, it's actually a signature jig of mine that's not available yet, unfortunately. Uh Pictures of it on Bassmaster.com. And it's in the packaging, but it's kind of deceiving because, because it's in the packaging. People think we have them on the shelves, but we don't yet. We had a, we, unfortunately we had some, you know, I'm, I'm to the point when, you know, if I'm going to build something, I want it to be perfect. And we got a batch of them and, and there were some imperfections and things like that. And I said, we're not selling those. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not putting those in anybody's hand. I'm, I'm not, they're not perfect. We're not selling them. So, okay. uh, there's going to be a little weight on that. But one thing about that jig that makes it a little bit special to me is it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's tungsten, first of all. So it's a smaller profile, falls a little bit quicker, especially when you're flipping in those bushes and things. Okay. And it, uh, it, it's wire tied skirt. It's high quality, uh, silicone skirt. It's wire tied. And it's got a three alt Gamagatsu jig hook in it. And, you know, people say three alt. It sounds kind of smaller. Smart. Yeah. But the thing about it is in Canterbury, myself, a lot of, a lot of good jig fishermen from the state of Alabama, you know, I've talked about this a lot with guys over the years and I've caught a lot of jig fish over the years. And so has Canterbury, <laughs> as <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> and we feel and have proven to ourselves that that three alt pins those fish better and holds those fish better. And the theory behind that is, you know, the bigger the hook, the bigger the gauge, the bigger the hole you rip. Sure. You know, and the more leverage a fish has. It's the same concept of using a, a wacky worm with a one alt, you know, uh, Gamagatsu little octopus hook or going to a straight shank three alt hook. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, obviously the fish has more to work with. You can damage the fish's mouth that much more. You could open it up more. And, uh, you know, when you pin them with that three alt gammy, and that's their gammy jig hook. So it's a pretty good gauge hook. Okay. So it's not, doesn't flex and doesn't straighten out easy. Um, but it's a little bit, just a touch smaller, and I feel like it's the perfect hook to okay. to keep them in. And I and and I, I, the only fish I lost all week, I got him hung in the in the fork of a willow tree and pinned him. <laughs> in the willow tree. He 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 wiggled off, he ripped off. But um, other than that, I didn't lose a jig fish all week. Uh, I I did I I did try to boat flip one that I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a whole other ball game, but it bounced off the side of the boat. That was the first day of the tournament. That was a, that was a big one. But yeah. Anyway, um, other than a couple uh, mental errors, um, you know, overall execution was pretty good. The last yeah. day was a little rough, but um, those those were my two main two main uh, baits of choice, and and pretty much accounted for all the fish I weighed. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I marshaled on Friday, and and I, I recognized the willows, and I kind of the buck brush. I kind of figured out. It was everywhere, and that must have been what it is. And I noticed the grass you were talking about. You mm-hmm. know, you, that lake was up so much. You were actually in in a lot of grass, and the water was fairly clear up there. I mean, I was surprised how clear the water was, I guess, being up that long. Um, but the grass <laughs> underneath was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and, you know, not everywhere could you do this. Yeah. But some, um, <laughs> excuse me, something else that I did was guys were flipping the outside edges of a hey, lot of stuff. Hey, Matt, right? hang on. Hey, yes. we got we got to take a break. Yep. You know, hard right. Hang on to that thought. When we come back, start off right there with it. Gotcha. All right, y'all, hang on. Back with more woods and water in a second with Matt Airy. Welcome back to another segment of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor's with me. We got second place finisher at the Classic, Matt Area, and I'm sure Matt's going to get tired of hearing that second place. But second place in bass fishing, that's a hard thing. You know, winning is just one position harder than getting second place, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's. Uh, 
Somebody told me a long time ago that bass fishing is the losingest sport you'll ever participate in. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that statement. <laughs> no, I, I, trust me, I've lost a lot more than I've won. <laughs> that's that's it. I mean, you're you're a very good fisherman, and it's well, still that tough to put it all together over three or four days and win. It's just hard to do. Yeah, that's the, I think you said it right there. Multiple day events. That's yeah. that's the key. being able to put it together for multiple days. Yeah, uh, because that, that's what yeah, so good because they can. They make adjustments every day because you have to. Every day. Every day, every hour. And, uh, you know, it, you can chalk it up to experience. You can chalk it up to whatever you want. But these guys, uh, you know, that's all they do their entire lives every year, all year, every time they're on the water. It's, it's, you know, it's it's no different than, a, um, you know, a, a basketball player going out there to the court every day and practicing the mm-hmm. shot. So um, <clears throat> these guys know. They, they, they know how to, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can, mess up and, and, and it's it's execution ways and guys you know you hear guys local buddies of mine like man i you know, finished fifth in the bfl i should have won and i had to fish on the wind 12 times well 12 times you know <laughs> five times or seven times or whatever you know we all lose fish right sure obviously i proved that this past weekend but um and we all make mental mistakes but there's a lot of little things that you can do through experience to increase your chances of landing every fish that bites and making the right decisions on the water and making the right adjustments at the right time. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do in it. And, you know, that's, that goes back to just practice, man, and experience and time yeah. on the water. That's it. And I probably lost our whole train of thought about the grass thing, but you were, you were starting to say something when we went to break about the grass. Yeah. So the grass that, you know, it wasn't everywhere that you could, you could slide up on some of the flatter stuff and, and fish in behind. And I'm saying behind because that was the key for me. The, the final day I actually caught my biggest fish on the backside of a stretch of bushes and willows where guys weren't actually fishing. Um, they were staying on the outside of that stuff. Now there again, if, if you were on a hard bank line, you couldn't get to the backside of it, but there are places where there were big flats where you, you know, there'd be an outside line where it made a point or whatever, and you could slide up on the flat and fish the backside of those willows or bushes um, and the, the grass that was up on the flat. So I was trying to monitor kind of what a lot of the guys in the tournament were doing, was doing, um, because I knew that as the tournament progressed, I was going to have to figure out, A, either a different way to catch them because of the pressure, or B, a different, uh, just a completely different approach on exactly what type of cover and, and where the cover was that I was going to be fishing. So, um, you know, I, I tried to make adjustments and, and from that aspect to, to be able to, to tap into some fish that maybe not everybody had thrown at that week, you know. How uh, how how much of a, oh, I don't know, an effect did that rain delay on Saturday morning have on you? Well, it actually helped me. <laughs> and I, Well, I'm not going to say it helped me because there's there was an early morning bite, and I'm not going to say a shad's phone bite. I was not on a shad's phone bite. A couple guys okay. reported shad's phone bites. Shad's phone was not in my game plan because I, I, it's not something I wanted to rely on. It's not something I wanted in my game plan. If I, if I stumbled across it, great. If not, I didn't want to have to worry about it because this is a fickle time of year for a shad's phone. Right. And fickle meaning we're at the tail end of it. Things are heating up. It's getting warm. Um, a lot of the fish, you know, um, are, are starting to move around in the summer type patterns. Um, you know, we had high water. Um, you've got storms potentially. You know, there's a sure. lot of factors that go into not making that a, a main part of my plan. And, and obviously, guys were able to cap a few guys, a handful of guys were able to capitalize on it, but not many. Um, so when we had that storm delay, you know, I was 
probably the one of the few in the field that was very comfortable sitting in my truck for an extra two hours <laughs> in the parking lot because I was not, you know, freaking out about not getting to a shad spawn bite. Um, okay. You know, I was fishing a lot of the similar type areas, but I was fishing for those fish after they were done feeding in the morning and they were set up in, in certain certain ambush spots. And that rain delay was kind of was kind of fun. I was I was just chilling in the in the passenger seat, you know. I mean, walked to Brandon Brandon Cobb's uh, truck. Woke everybody up. <laughs> they were all asleep, and I was like, "Well, dang! I knew everybody was asleep. I just gone to sleep myself." <laughs> um, I wish I'd have known that they were going to do that about a, mm, thirty minutes before we got up at three o'clock that morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice. Impressive lightning display, though. Oh my word! Yeah, it was unbelievable. I saw some phenomenal pictures on oh, Bassmaster. Incredible. So. Over the week, I know a lot of people had tough days. It was a tough tournament, but one of the toughest things in a tournament, and I know you can you can side with me on this, is losing a fish. And you had some two fish that really did a number that you lost over those three days. Tell us about what happened there. Yeah, well, so there was there was two key fish that you know that unfortunately would have would have won the Bassmaster Classic for me had I landed uh, both for sure more than likely one or the other would have done it but uh the first one was literally like my second or third cast of the morning and I just it was on a frog and I had a, a just a giant fish wake off of Paxback grass we were talking about Roger and uh yeah. you can see fish porpoise and you could tell it's a giant and it eats my frog going right to left and it's it's going super fast. I mean, just a hundred mile an hour when it ate it. And I set the hook and I got a good, I felt like I got a good hook set in it. Yeah. And it takes off to the left real hard and for whatever reason just pulls off, you know, and that, and that happens. And sure, you know, that, that was rough because that was my first bite of the morning and, you know, final day of the Bassmaster Classic and you lose one and, and I don't know how big it was. I'm going to say five, five to six pounds, just roughly, uh, guesstimate. And that's seeing the wake and the porpoise and the back of the fish and all that. So. Um, you know, I, I, I got over that one. Uh, not long after that, I actually caught like a two pounder and then I caught a five pounder, um, in the same area. And that, that kind of got me, got my head back right there for a little <laughs> bit. Because, um, I was able to kind of, you know, buckle down and, and focus and, sure. and, you know, regain some composure. Cause that's, like I said, that was a tough loss, but I knew I didn't, you know, I knew it wasn't my fault. It just wasn't, just wasn't meant to be. So, right. uh, later in the day, I had a, I had an opportunity to really big fish, and I'm, you know, about a four and a half pounder is what I'm, I'm figuring it was. And, and Bassmaster got some really good footage of that that blow up, and they got it twice actually. They they played it in slow motion. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Rub it so in harder. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big one, and it comes up, and and I was, <laughs> y'all know how hot it was that final day, and it, oh, this yeah. was later today. I want to say I can't remember what time it was, eleven or twelve o'clock maybe, and I was a. Uh, I think I was maybe wiping some sweat or something. I had thrown my frog out there by a bush, and I think I was maybe wiping some sweat off my forehead. For for whatever reason, I took my eyes off my frog. Well, this fish explodes on it. Well, obviously, I hear the explosion, and I look up, and I thought I saw my frog still sitting there. And it was there was a leaf on the water is what it was. Oh, and uh, I saw my frog still sitting there. So I I haven't set the hook yet. Well, Unknown to me, this this fish had swallowed my frog, and he was ten foot towards the boat. By the time I realized wow. that's not my frog, where the hell is my frog? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's going under my boat. So I reel down, and by the time I reel, you know, I'm 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 freaking out because sure. I'm afraid the fish bit my frog at this point. I don't know how he got the frog. All I know is he's got it. Uh, and I reel down, and by the time I set the hook, there's still three or four foot of slack in my line. Oh, um, that's something. I this fish put so much slack in my line so fast because. 
you know, you've seen fish eat frogs and they oh, yeah. don't stop when they eat them. They go, you know, going. sometimes they'll hesitate. They'll, they'll hang out if they're in a really thick grass mat, but these fish had pretty, pretty much open rain, you know, open water. So, uh, by the time I set the hook, there's too much slack in my line. I fight the fish for a second or two. It comes up near the boat, doesn't jump. It's a, maybe six inches under the surface and I see, I don't see my frog. It's gone, uh, completely inside the fish's throat. And the fish just opens its mouth, and my frog comes flying out. Oh, and my gosh. I don't think I ever hooked that fish, honestly. I think the fish had swallowed my frog, and when I set the hook, you know, he was chomped. He was clamped. She was clamped down on it. Yeah. And uh, my pressure just pulled her up next to the boat where she already basically was, was next to my boat. Right. And she just opened her mouth. Frog came flying out. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> You know, that goes, you, when you're frog fishing and you're getting a bite every 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it was, you know, it's a slow bite, it's a grind bite, uh, you've got to be on your toes. You never take your eyes off that frog. If you want to wipe some sweat, get something <laughs> to drink, whatever, make sure your frog's in the boat and it's not out there. Noted, noted. And, you know, I just turned 40 this year, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm losing my eyesight or something. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. I, I haven't had my eyes checked lately, but maybe I need to. So, that, you know, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot more than the one that morning. And uh, I think my smallest fish I weighed in was a 210. And, you know, I don't remember what the difference was, pound 14 ounces or something. So, yeah, you're, it would have been. Yeah, pound 14 ounces. You're, you're right on it. Um, yeah. You know, and it's amazing that a – it's amazing that a uh, – a fish like that can bite down so hard and you fight it for which what seems an eternity, which may be five, yeah. ten seconds and all and and then it just is gone. And you're like, yep. what just happened there? I set the Taylor has had Taylor has this problem and we'll we'll go into break from here. But Taylor has this problem and she'll she'll fight a fish and she's you know, I set the hook and the fish is just gone. You know? Yep. And all, yep. all the time. It no happens need, to her no all the time. She gets so in. mad. No need to rub it in. No need to rub it in. So Matt just gave you an out, Daddy. The fish had it so tight uh-huh. that I just pulled her up beside the boat, and she opened her mouth and it just came out. Uh-huh. It, not, she was never hooked. I don't, I don't, my failures in fishing. I don't want to talk about these right now. Go to break. I have to make Matt feel better. Go to, go to break. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. You're I, welcome. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, yeah. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back with Matt Airy and wrap up this interview, which has been a really good one. Uh, Y'all hang on back with more Woods and Water South Carolina after the break. (laughs) Don't touch it. I'm not gonna say anything. Nope. I mean, coming off the Bassmaster Classic, you gotta. I mean, no. yes, no. No. you do. No. No. <laughs> no. Y'all didn't hear this, but off the air, I was informed that Taylor is supposed to go dock light fishing with a boy, and she didn't ask Matt. This is what you have to look forward to, my friend. This is what you have to look forward to. Uh, at least, at least I. At least I informed you and didn't just up and leave. You should have the asked boat. me. <laughs> then you're yeah, not taking I'm, the boat. I'm with, I'm with you, Pops, on this one. you got to ask. Don't, Matt! Don't 
Don't inform It's fishing. Ass. It's fishing. It's a boy. I'm I don't care about the fishing. I'm not going to go to a drive-in movie or something like that. I'm going fishing. Okay. Let's talk about this for just a second here since you brought it up. I don't want to. I know I you don't want, want to. to. Okay. Drive-in movie, you're at least surrounded by other people what? in cars. Matt, how many dark coves at night are there oh on any given lake? Look, I, I, I can say stuff that would probably scare you to death right now, Rob. Matt. My mouth shut. <laughs> hey, bass, bass boat is, is, that's some of the best dates of my life. Matt. My life. You open I mean, this can of worms, young lady. Time. We caught a lot of fish and had a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice yeah. thing. That's all I need to know. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. Brother. Uh, <laughs> Matt, if I end up not going tonight, you're going to get a text from me later. That's okay. Send him up here. Let me interview him, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, please. Oh, that's, I could start that, couldn't I? No. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. No. We could get a bunch of us fishing dads together and start a service. No. To other dads with girls. We'll interview the boys. We'll form a committee. We'll have a rotating committee of, and we'll interview the boys and then give our recommendations. We'll rate, we'll rank them. Yeah, we'll rank them. Yeah. Hot dog, Matt. Don't we have an interview to finish? <laughs> you brought we can it up. talk yeah. about this. We're doing, we're doing it with you, right? That's right. Y'all, okay, why with me? Why do you. I, you brought it up. What y'all trying to get out of me? You brought it up. All right. Do you have a. <laughs> Oh. I love to have my buddies on. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have a relevant question you'd like to ask our guest, Matt? I Aries? actually do. Thank okay. you very much. You know, if you would, you know, stop flapping your <laughs> lips and let me talk. Um, so championship Sunday, we all know that was that was that was definitely a close day. All day, you were so very close. It was between you and Hank. And you were going to rub day. all the skin off your two thumbs to oh, put my them word. together. Walking around the expo, I was I was there. I had my I was checking my phone every like five minutes, and I had my I was like had my hands together every time we stopped at a booth. Yeah. I was just like, okay, time to check again. She's a nervous wreck. I mean, y'all were so close that entire day. So I know once you got in a way in, I mean, you knew how you did that day, and you know you weighed in. You ended up getting into that hot seat for two anglers. What what was going through your head while you were sitting in that seat waiting for the rest of them to weigh in? You know, uh, trying to enjoy the moment. I mean, I really was. I was trying to soak it all in because I, I, you know, I in the back of my mind I felt like it wasn't enough, and I and I had I had come come to peace with that because I had a you know we had an over hour a drive over an hour drive, and I hadn't told many people this, but you know when I got when I got in the truck at take that when we took our boats out that afternoon before we started heading back towards uh, Dickey's Arena there in Fort Worth I uh I look you know we're allowed to look at Bass Track once we check in sure and I looked at Bass Track and I saw you know the unofficial and those are never right they're they're, they're never accurate you know we all sand bag that's obvious <laughs> uh, some worse than others some worse than I was fixing that there are degrees but, um, <laughs> there are degrees to sandbagging <laughs> yeah no my, I, I said I said some worse than others yes I Names, but I said Patrick Walker. <laughs> I can, I, I kid you not. We're all, you know, most of us are a pound, pound light, pound and a half light. Typically. Sure. Kent and I are always a pound and a half light, and, that, and that's because you know we don't, we don't want to overshoot our weights because you know our wives, friends, family, sponsors are watching. We don't want to disappoint anybody. Right? Sure. So, 
You know, but Patrick, now that's a different ball. You're talking three and a half to five and a half pounds every single perfect example. First day, Bassmaster Classic, seventeen pounds on bass track, lays in twenty two. All right. And Patrick, phenomenal, unbelievable fisherman. Got a got a great career ahead of him, but gotta work on his ethics. Gotta work on his uh yeah, gotta work on his bass track ethics just a little bit. We'll, we'll try to try to sharpen these bass track skills because you know, they pay they bass came they pay a thousand dollars to the guy who's the most accurate on his bass track at each and every tournament. Wow! To try to make these guys not fit. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are still doing it. They don't even care about the thousand dollars. They're still doing it. And the, it's funny because some of the guys are like really weighing their fish now and making it, trying oh, yeah. to win that grand, which I don't blame them, you know. But um, you know, if I win it, great. If not, fine. But uh, I don't take the time out to weigh each and every fish and try to calculate and sure throughout the tournament. But but anyway. Um, yeah, it was it was a you know it was it was bittersweet. It was it was surreal. It was uh, um, a lot of emotions running through your head. But when I left after I checked bass track and I left uh, I left the ramp for the first thirty forty five minutes. You know, I had I had a rough time just replaying things and thinking about what could have been and what should have been and and you know and if I hadn't had that hour drive and that extra hour you know out there in the boatyard waiting to weigh in. Um, you know, I, it would have been, I probably would have been a mess, uh, because, you know, after about an hour, everything kind of settled and, and I, I just accepted it and, uh, you know, tried to enjoy the moment from there on out. Well, I mean, the adrenaline rush, I mean, when we went to launch Sunday morning, there was just, you could tell everybody was, you know, either they were huge adrenaline junkies that day or they were just, y'all were in the zone and, you could feel the tension at launch, and I'm sure once, once the day was done, you and you sat there for a little bit. I'm sure that was, you know, kind of come, kind of coming off that high and that nerve rush that y'all had. And so yeah, I I can I can see how that would affect you. And and your little talk with Mercer up there on stage was was great. Oh, it was. That well, was thank great. You. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um. Man, and 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 I know you've been told this a million times, and it's hard for other for it's hard, probably hard for you to listen to other people say it. Your time is coming. Your your time is coming. I know you know. My mom has several sayings that I just I just, and she's eighty four, you know, and she still still says it, and that's just a mom. And I'm sure you get the same reaction to to people saying your time is coming, but it is, my friend. It's, well, thank you, thank you for the and, kind word. And we will be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We will be I, there. I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, about a minute. You got well. We got more than a minute, but just take a minute. You got two stops on this uh, in this year up north, and you're kind of you're kind of in that you know mm, real close to the line for making yeah. the classic on Hartwell. Um, right. Got uh, got two small tournaments. Where do you think mm-hmm. you're gonna have to finish in, finish in those two tournaments? On average, to make it, what do you think? What do you think? You know, I need to make both day three cuts. Okay. Uh, I feel like I need to make both day three cuts, and um, you know, mix it with one of those. Probably, you know, a top. I, I probably need to average a uh, average a thirty fifth to fortieth place finish okay. is what I'm thinking. Okay. So if I finish forty fifth in one and thirtieth in the other, I should be fine. Um, but I, I need to make both day three cuts and and uh, and see how it plays out. But um, you know, we we got some momentum. I, I've got a decent track record up north. You know, I've never made top tens up there, but I made a lot of top thirties, top twenties, sure. things like that. And I'm comfortable up there. Got a lot of experience, and 
And uh, we're uh, I'm always I always look forward to going up north in July or August because number one it's a little bit cooler. <laughs> number two, um, you know, obviously chock full of good quality smallmouth. Both fisheries are, and man, I love catching those things. Kind of getting off the subject of the classic upcoming tournament. But we've covered the classic. Well, we have, we have. covered it. Yeah. Um, Lunker text. Yeah. I just heard about this. Tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, so it's a really, really neat deal. Jeff Walsh, who is also our producer and basically the brainchild of Let's Talk Fish, our podcast, and he he came up with this platform. And um, a friend of his, or a guy that he knows, has a platform called Wine Text, and it's basically it's a it's 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 a text uh, text platform. And you sign up; it's free to sign up. You go to LunkerText.com, okay. and you get a text. Usually, we send out about three to five deals a week. You'll get the text to your phone. It'll be a deal, uh, mostly, you know, it's all fishing tackle. It's all okay. in stuff. And you'll get a deal, and that deal will be anywhere from 30 to 60% off retail. Um, it'll be a bundle deal. It'll be like we sent one the other day. Actually, I'll, uh, um, yeah, give us an I example. Let yeah. me, uh, let me just tell you what our deal was. So this was, um, oh, now I know. Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so this was a, a, a 10 inch. B2 worm, which is a big bite baits pro series worm, okay. uh, kind of like monster worm. Um, four pack bundle, four packs of them, eight count pack uh, in June bug color. The retail price is fifteen ninety six. Um, the Lunker Text price was six dollars and thirty eight cents. Oh my gosh! Wow. So you know that's the kind of deals that we send out three to five deals a week. Um, we sent out a, a Lunker Hunt popping frog deal. Uh, retail price twenty two sixty seven. Lunker Text price was thirteen sixty seven. Wow. So, that's the kind of money that we're able to save people. We, you know, when you get a bill, you see the savings, you see the retail pricing, you've got pictures of what you're getting, okay. you got a description of it, how to use it, tips on, you know, it's a really cool deal. And all you do wow. when you get the text, you respond with a number, number one, two, three, whatever it is, and we've got all your information, and we ship it directly to your doorstep and no, and no more actions needed. So it's the easiest, most convenient way that you've ever seen to buy fish and tackle and save a lot of money at the same time. Now, if you don't want the deal, just don't respond. It's that simple. That's pretty cool. Don't sign up, Taylor. It's free to sign, sign up. up. <laughs> sign up oh, no. now. Free to sign up. <laughs> She's like a no, no. And she'd just, be shopping junkie. She'd be ordering one, two, or three of everything came across. You, you don't have to enter a credit card, but just grab Rogers. Yeah. Taylor, go That's ahead it. and enter it. So you're free to <laughs> buy whatever you want. There you go. <laughs> Got about thirty seconds. Let's talk fish, man. Long running thing. It's a great podcast to watch on Facebook and listen to. Otherwise, how are things going over there? That's great. You know, unfortunately, with Brian Thrift, who my co-host with Let's Talk Fish, is uh, you know, he fishes the BPT tour, so right. our schedule's been very conflicting this year. We haven't had as many episodes in 2021 as we want, um, but we we're, we're picking up steam now because the seasons are, are starting to draw down a little bit, and we're having some more time at home. Um, <clears throat> had a phenomenal episode this past Wednesday with Hank Cherry ah, and yes. my studio and you know we, we have a youtube channel they can go on and subscribe and, and watch some of the archive shows but we're on all the podcast platforms uh and obviously facebook live is, is where we typically go live we're thinking about transitioning over to youtube live because okay. facebook's been quite a mess lately and <laughs> it's been <laughs> a tricky and and uh anyway it's 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 we're, we're trying to find the, the best platform that everybody uh that everybody's uh you know happiest with and, and they, they have the easiest access to cool. but it's been great Good. Matt, thanks for being on the show. Folks, thanks for tuning in and listening. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back road you can. And don't forget the uh, camera. See you back here next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.